Since the day he was drafted first overall by the Boston Bruins in 1997, Joe Thornton has been one of my favorite hockey players in the NHL. And I've always uh, hoped that he would win a Stanley Cup at some point in his career, ideally with the Boston Bruins. But for the last, uh, you know, 14 years, uh, I've been rooting for him to win in San Jose. He got oh so close a couple years ago, losing uh, with the Sharks uh, to the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, as we approach the trade deadline, there seems to be a possible opportunity for the Bruins to bring Thornton back. Um, the 40-year-old playing in his 22nd NHL season. Would a reunion be beneficial for both he and the Bruins? That's something I'm going to talk about here on the podcast today as I make my case for the Bruins trading for Joe Thornton prior to the trade deadline. Before we get into that, let me remind you that this is the Locked On uh, Boston Bruins podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to uh, today's episode. It is Tuesday, February 11th. We are one day away from Boston and Montreal. We'll preview that on tomorrow's show. Uh, For those of you tuning in for the first time, I am your host, Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, you can download to this daily podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts, wherever you get uh, your other shows. And uh, please leave a rating and a review, especially on Apple, if that's your medium of choice. Um, as I mentioned today, we'll talk about uh Joe Thornton possibly returning to the Bruins. Take a quick look at some news and notes from practice uh, here on Tuesday, and then also uh, just scan the NHL and see what's going on around the league. Um, So yeah, Joe Thornton, Boston Bruins, question mark. Um, I'll be referencing an athletic article written by Joe McDonald. Uh, I believe it was published on Sunday. He wrote, could the Bruins... Bring back Joe Thornton for one last shot at Stanley Cup glory. Joe Thornton, of course, is one of the greatest uh, players of this generation, if not all time. He's currently 14th on the NHL's all-time scoring leaders list with uh, 1,502 points, 415 goals, 1,087 assists. That assist total is 7th all-time. Uh, in the NHL behind Paul Coffey and just ahead of Adam Oates. Um, There's no question that he is a premier playmaker, power forward, um, and, you know, a leader in the NHL. Let me say off the top that it is probably a long shot that uh, a Bruins-Thornton reunion could happen, but um, I'll quote Joe McDonald here, where he writes, General Manager Don Sweeney has his priorities leading up to the February 4th trade deadline, and those include possibly adding a top six forward and maybe some depth on the blue line. But the team has also at least pondered how Thornton might fit on the current roster, according to multiple persons with knowledge of the club's thinking. Of course, McDonald continues, a Thornton Bruins reunion wouldn't exactly be straightforward. A number of questions would need to be answered, including how much the 40-year-old has left in the tank after 22 NHL seasons, whether he would consider a move back, and what role he could play on a Stanley Cup contender. 
he would have an impact on and off the ice, said one Bruins player when asked about the possibility of Thornton's return. Now, obviously, the question is where he would fit in the lineup and what kind of impact kind of his uh, return would have maybe in the locker room. Uh, as to the second part of the question, I don't really think that would be much of an issue. We saw, we've seen how Ilya Kovalchuk, who is seen as a malcontent, uh, not able to uh, work hard, not good with rookies, whatever his reputation was, um, and he's fit in very well with the Montreal Canadiens and is, uh, you know, someone that they are considering resigning because of how well he has fit in. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. The question is. Uh, the lineup decision-making that would go into such a move. Thornton, of course, is a center, and uh, he is a player of great skill, and you would think that he might possibly be slotted in on the third line center position. Now, obviously, that's Charlie Coyle's position at the moment, and Coyle would therefore... um, probably be bumped up to the second line right wing position where, um, you know, he's been up there a little bit so far this season. Um, At the moment, it seems as though the best fit for him is on that third line um, center spot. And uh, the line of Coyle, Sean Corrali on the left side, Anders Bjork on the right side has really been uh, looking pretty good lately. So, Perhaps you put Thornton on the fourth line center with Joaquin Nordstrom on the left, Chris Wagner on the right. So you would have uh, Thornton playing more of a checking role there, but you know, with the ability to create some offense, uh, to forecheck, to bang, uh, using his large, although 40-year-old body to uh, wreak some havoc in the offensive zone and also lock things down in the defensive zone. As a bonus, Cassidy could also insert Thornton onto the top power play unit as a net front presence. The Bruins, of course, already have the top power play in the NHL, but adding Thornton and possibly moving DeBrusque to the second unit would improve both units uh, on paper, as McDonald notes here as well. Now, Thornton only has two goals uh, and 22 assists uh, for the Sharks this season. He's only playing 15 minutes a night. Uh, he has a full no movement clause, and what he he would have to accept a move to Boston. But uh, the Bruins are obviously much closer to Stanley Cup contention than the San Jose Sharks, who don't look like they will be in the playoffs this season. Um, perhaps this would be one last shot at a Stanley Cup uh, with the team that uh, kicked off his career. Selected him first overall and obviously made the huge mistake of trading him in the first place. Um, So would he have an appetite to return to Boston after being uh, traded like that? Uh, It's probably water under the bridge at this point. He's gone on to have a fantastic career with the Sharks. Um, And um, yeah, there's still some question as to whether he would want to come back to Boston or just play out his career in the place he's called home since about, you know, 2005, late 2005. Um, Stanley Cup champion, Hall of Famer Johnny Busick was asked about uh, seeing a Thornton return 
He said, this according to McDonald again, it would be great for him to finish his career here. He started it here, so to finish it would be nice, but I don't know if that'll happen. Who knows if he wants to come back. He's well-situated where he is, with his home, family, everything else. I'd love to see him come back. He was a good kid and a very good friend. Um, You know, his career in Boston was kind of up and down. He showed uh, flashes of greatness. Um, we all remember the series against the Canadians where he failed to record a point, uh, and was much maligned for that. It was revealed later that he was playing with like broken ribs. So that can hardly be held against him. Um, but he was oft criticized for not, um, carrying the team as far as people expected him to as uh, a top pick and as one of the best players in the league at the time there may still be some bitter feelings about the trade Um, everyone was angry about it including uh, the players on the team at the time apparently they were very upset at then GM Michael Connell and team president Harry Sinden for signing off on this deal uh, bringing back three guys who not even come close to um, his level it's a far worse trade than Phil Kessel, even Tyler Sagan in my mind. Um, I guess the thinking was at the time that, you know, Patrice Bergeron was coming up. He was the center of the future. It's, it paid off for the Bruins. Obviously they were able to take the space that they used um, in re-signing Thornton to a contract extension in 2005. And, uh, a couple of years later, we're able to sign Mark Savard and Zdeno Chara. We all know that they've gone on to win a cup, that this core has been uber successful. Thornton never really reached those heights with um, the Sharks. If you had told me back then that the Bruins would have um, a cup, two other finals appearances, and that uh, Thornton would have only reached the finals once with the Sharks, I wouldn't have believed you at the time of the trade. But it has worked out in the end for the Bruins in a kind of back backwards kind of way. Uh, not so much for Thornton, um, you know, cup wise, but all other accolades, he's won an Olympic gold medal, um, all that kind of thing. He is, a, he's going to be in the hall of fame for sure. Bruins still do have the David Backus contract lingering. There may be some question as to why they would bring in another player kind of nearing the end of his career. But again, this is Joe Thornton. He Um, still has gas left in the tank. He's still a force at both ends of the ice. And uh, I think it is worth exploring whether or not he'd be willing to come back to Boston, play the fourth line, don't move Coyle to the second line, put him on the power play, you know, fourth line center, power play specialist, I'm all in. Uh, If it means maybe moving Coyle around, up and down the lineup, if it means... Um, other regular players have to take a backseat or flipping, you know, tangible assets in return. I'm not a huge fan of it, but, um, I think it's very much worth, uh, a checking if he's willing to come to Boston and b seeing what it would take to get him to come in. And if he could indeed win a cup here with the Bruins, uh, what a, Storybook ending it would be to his career and finally righting a wrong that the Bruins made back in 2005. Um, yeah, I know I'm speaking kind of from the heart, emotionally, maybe not thinking about it logically. I know there's a lot of uh, people on Bruins Twitter who are down on this idea. 
don't really see the value in it. But I think um, you can't overlook how he would be uh, motivated to succeed in Boston, to end his career on a high note, um, to, um, yeah, just go down as a player with his name on the Stanley Cup as a Boston Bruin. Um, I think, you know, the motivation would obviously be there to um, go out on a high note. And if the Bruins can pull it off for, you know, third rounder, fourth rounder, give San Jose something in return, then I say go for it. And I would 100% love to see it, um, as long as it doesn't mean Coyle moving up to the second line. Keep him on the third line, put Thornton in fourth line, and then let's go. Some news and notes here from practice uh, here on Tuesday in advance of Wednesday's game against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Carson Kuhlman, who had been sent down to um, Providence on Monday, has been recalled. It was more of a paper move for cap purposes. He was back skating with DeBrusque and Krejci on the second line. On the third line, we had Nordstrom and Heinen rotating in and out with Coyle and Bjork. And then you had Bleed, Corrali rotating in and out on the left side with Lindholm and Wagner on the fourth line. Uh, we also had Chara McAvoy, Crew Carlo, and Grizzlick skating with John Moore and uh, Connor Clifton, who had been cleared to uh, practice in a uh, full contact jersey. So that means he's likely to be able to return to the lineup um, as early as Wednesday uh, if he's cleared by medical staff. He hasn't played since, I believe, December 29th. Um, Jeremy Lozon, of course, not at practice as he was, uh, he's been suspended by the NHL two games for his hit on Derek Stepan on Saturday. And, um, yeah, that's the situation in practice. No word yet on who will be starting, uh, that game against the Canadians. I would expect it will be, um, to Garask after having the couple days off following the back to back, uh, Maybe Halak's not yet 100%, although it's possible they could go to um, Halak uh, in order to give Rask kind of a, almost a full week off between um, Sunday's game against the Red Wings and then Saturday's upcoming game against uh, Detroit as well, this coming Saturday's game. Uh, so that'd be a nice break for Rask in the middle of that, although uh, you know we'll expect that they'll rotate those two games coming up here on the weekend. Um, so yeah, that's the view from practice on, uh, Tuesday, uh, Bruce Cassidy has not spoken as of right now. Um, so we'll see if there's any unexpected takeaways from practice or if, you know, um, there's any injury updates, but that's who is skating. So expect, you know, either, um, one of bleed Nordstrom, Heinen, Corrali to be scratched, maybe a Lindholm. Actually, sorry, I said Bleed and Corrali were rotating on the left side of the fourth line. It was actually Bleed skating with Corrali Lindholm rotating in the middle. So one of those guys will probably be scratched with Nordstrom and Heinen skating on the third side. Uh, so yeah, that's it from uh, update from practice here on Wednesday, Tuesday. I mean, I got a little distracted there. As you can hear, there were some kids uh, in the background it's a strike day up here in our neck of the woods the teachers are uh, on strike for today meaning uh, we have our three boys and a friend of theirs at the house today so good times um so yeah all that to say 
Um, going back to the Joe Thornton discussion, this is what my lineup would look like with him in uh, in back in town. Obviously, Marshan, Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrusque, Krejci, still someone traded for uh, on the second line. Perhaps Tyler Toffoli, uh, maybe Chris Kreider, um, but yeah. Debrusque, Krejci, let's say Toffoli for argument's sake. Third line, let's go with uh, Corrali, Coyle, Bjork. Fourth line, Heinen, Thornton, Wagner. That would be uh, a very nice-looking lineup in my mind. Um, Obviously, Heinen might be sacrificed uh, to the trade gods in order to make some of this happen. Um but that would be a pretty nice looking lineup. I don't even know if that would fit under the cap, to be honest, but uh, that would be a pretty sweet lineup in my mind. Um, but again, we have to see what's going to happen with Bacchus. If any more cap space will be cleared up uh, by getting rid of him, we have to see if Heine will be traded. We have to see if um, anybody else will be sent back to the minors or waived. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts here between now and the trade deadline, but um, from an emotional standpoint, I'm all in favor of bringing Thornton back. I would love, love, love to see him win a cup as a member of the Bruins, um, but I'm not prepared to, you know, obviously just say do it at all costs or do whatever it takes to bring him back in, um, move people around the lineup to accommodate him. Uh, he's obviously not the player he once was, but I think he's better than uh, the 15 minutes a game he's playing this year, the 24 points he has in 50-something games, he could contribute to this team um, as a fourth-line center and on the power play. I truly believe that. So, in conclusion, I'd love to see it happen. But I know a lot of you might disagree. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter if you do. Let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. And there was a big trade in the NHL uh, last night. The Pittsburgh Penguins acquired Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Alex Galchenyuk, uh, highly rated defensive prospect Cole Addison, as well as a first-round pick. Uh, so pretty um, heavy price tag there for Zucker, although he is signed uh, at a very reasonable $5.5 million for another couple seasons, so it's not really a rental. Um, Penguins general manager, Jim Rutherford said Zucker is a top six forward that we think will be a great fit for a group, a proven goal scorer with three more years on his current contract. He has a potential to make an impact for us moving forward. And it looks like he will um, play tonight for the Penguins and uh, get a shot to skate with um, Sidney Crosby off the top. So uh, very big opportunity for him. If he's available in your fantasy league, I suggest picking him up as I did uh, in one of my keeper leagues. Um, Alex Galchenyuk going the other way. He obviously, yeah, just really hasn't found a fit yet at the NHL level. Um, He looked good early on with the Canadians, but has since been traded to the Coyotes, over to the Penguins, now to the Wild. Um, He is a free agent um, this coming summer. And, uh, He'll need to make a pretty big impact with the Wild in order to get any kind of um, 
job security at the NHL moving forward. Elsewhere last night, the Lightning won again. Uh, they beat the Blue Jackets 2-1 in overtime. They're now only three points back of the Bruins for first place, not only at the Atlantic, not only in the Eastern Conference, but also in the NHL. Um, the Blue Jackets are in a wild card spot still, but they lost uh, defenseman Seth Jones. He's out indefinitely with an ankle injury, so that could open up um, the wild card race a little bit there. Um, Connor McDavid... Uh, he is battling a sore knee right now. It's said to be unrelated to the serious injury he suffered at the end of last season. Uh, it's supposed to be just a bruise. Uh, he bumped it during Saturday's game against Nashville, and he's questionable for tonight's game against the Blackhawks. If he is out, that might give um, our boy Pasternak opportunity to move up the uh, scoring list, but um, you don't want to see... Uh, McDavid out of the lineup for too long as he is obviously one of the most um, no, the most exciting player in the NHL and uh, anytime he doesn't play is not good Um, what else is going on here in rumors our boy Joe Haggerty uh, suggesting that uh, the Bruins should target uh Kyle Palmieri of the New Jersey Devils, if they fail to land either Chris Kreider, uh, Tyler Toffoli, or Detroit's Andreas Athanasiu, he mentions as well. Um, Palmieri, as I've said on the podcast before, he has a year remaining on his contract at $4.65 million, so the Bruins would have to make uh, space for that heading into next season, uh, which will be difficult with the amount of uh, free agents they do have, notably Tory Krug, Jake DeBrusque, Matt Grizzlick. He's got 20 goals so far this season um, and would fit in very well on the second line. Um, again, it's uh, it's hard to say at the moment whether the Bruins are just waiting to see what happens with the Kreider, what they're willing to part with. Uh, but yeah, I think Palmieri, we can all agree, would be a good fit for the Bruins. And um, that's a guy that they should and uh, could target depending on what happens with um, Chris Kreider. I think it seems as though the consensus is they're waiting to see what happens uh, with him uh, and these renewed contract negotiations with uh, the New York Rangers. Uh, looks like Frederick Anderson not yet ready to return for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jack Campbell will get his third straight start. Uh, it's important uh, game for the Maple Leafs. They're hosting the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they currently have the third spot in the Atlantic as uh, the Florida Panthers failed to make good on an opportunity last night against uh, the Flyers, losing 4-1. to one. So They were able not able to tie uh, the Maple Leafs in points. They're still two points back of the Leafs, albeit with one game in hand. Um, Florida being two points out of third in the Atlantic, they're... Uh, five points back of Philadelphia for the um, second wild card spot. As I talked about yesterday on the podcast, if we look at the conference standings, we would see that both Florida and Toronto are outside of the top eight. So under the old format, they wouldn't even be playoff teams. If they're able to get the third spot, then uh, you know they'll be in the playoffs bumping out a team that's better than them 
um, at, for the time being anyways, uh, which means that if Tampa Bay is able to pass the Bruins in the uh, Atlantic Division standings, they could possibly play a team with a better record than who Boston would play uh, with the third seed, meaning the Toronto Maple Leafs. At the moment, Boston, uh, as the number one seed, would be in line to play the Flyers, who are 31-18-7 for 69 points through 56 games. If they fell to second and played the Maple Leafs, the Leafs are three points back of those Flyers with a record of 29-19-8. So right now, uh, Tampa Bay as the second seed is in line to play a team that is worse than who Boston will play with the number one seed. So again, uh, the NHL's playoff format is kind of uh, lame, uh, but uh, it is what it is uh, right now. It even gets crazier if you look at the fact that uh, compared to the Pacific Division, um, if you look at the Pacific Division leading Canucks, they're actually 12th overall in the NHL behind uh, Toronto. Oh, sorry. One point up on Toronto behind all those Metro teams. So it's possible that a Metro team could miss the playoffs with more points than the first place team in the Atlantic, which would be uh, pretty crazy. And it kind of uh, is an argument in favor of a one to through 16 playoff seedings, although that that's never going to happen. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of the locked on Boston Bruins podcast. I had hoped to have a guest on today, uh, but she was unable to join me. I won't say who because uh, keep it a surprise for whenever she is able to join. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the solo podcast. Let me know what you think about uh, my case for Joe Thornton coming back to the Bruins. Disagree, agree. Um, and I, uh, yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please do uh, subscribe, download, listen to the show on a daily basis if possible. Uh, you can do that through Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, you can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. Follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. This is the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Have a good Tuesday, friends. Talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.